Welcome to Sam's Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. You'll be learning their story, how digital marketing has helped them along the way, and exclusive tips and insights to help you skyrocket your own business. And welcome back to a fresh episode of Sam's Business Growth Show. I'm excited to be joined by Jack Kozakowski today. Jack is the CEO of the US Division of Creation Agency. His marketing agency works with some of the fastest growing software as a service companies to help them build brand, drive demand at scale using social media as a competitive advantage. Jack was one of the early adopters and practitioners of social selling and has been featured in some of the top publications, including Tony Robbins, Harvard Business Review, Forbes, Inc., MIT, many more. Jack, a warm welcome, Squire. How are you doing? Thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. Cool, man. Looking forward to it. So the topic of discussion for today is demand gen. Is demand generation really worth it? Or is it another one of those buzzwords? So we're going to be talking about exactly what demand generation actually means, how we can harness it, actionable strategies for, for sales reps, business owners alike, um, and diving into that in some detail. But before we get into that, Jack, please give us a quick snapshot of your good self, um, what Jack Kozakowski is all about um, before we dive into the topic, please. Yeah, man. So um, I currently run the U.S. Division of Creation Agency. Uh, we're a global marketing uh, and demand agency that works with some of the fastest growing tech companies. So our goal is to help them drive more demand and build brand and help them drive more demand across their sales and marketing teams to figure out you know, how do they drive more MQLs that turn into SQLs that turn into revenue? So we're kind of the strategy and the implementation behind that. Good on you, man. All right, well, let's get straight into it. Demand generation. I know in my head, I've got an idea of what I think it means, but it's it's tough to say. I mean, I see a lot of stuff on LinkedIn. I see a lot of stuff, social, online, offline, talking about demand gen, but sometimes it seems a little generic. Sometimes people seem to think it blurs into it to one as part of the marketing process or perhaps as part of the digital marketing process. So I'd love to hear first and foremost, Jack, what, what you feel demand generation really stands for and what it means. You know, I, I don't even know what the formal <laughs> definition of, but um, <laughs> I just think of demand generation is how do you drive more people? How do you get more eyeballs and buy into your brand across multiple channels that over time um, convert? in a more organic way versus kind of a forced way, which is like the old way of marketing um, with the multi-channel approach that we have in marketing today is like, you have to be visible on so many different channels. You essentially have to you know, be surrounding your buyers and give them a little bit of time to get acquainted with you through, you know, word of mouth, uh, paid media, you know, marketing campaigns, whatever that is. And then over time you start to drive demand the right way. So I think of demand generation as, an organic way for somebody to kind of get acquainted with your brand and then figure out, hey, this is somebody that I want to have a conversation with so that we can you know, actually figure out if you guys can fix a business problem versus kind of the forced way of doing marketing, which is you know, kind of out the door, right? We don't really have a choice to kind of force people to come to come like us anymore. We, we just we just don't have that option. Sure, man. Um, and on that note, what are some channels that we can actually tap into that are typically used for demand generation? Well, I think uh, um, I think today, you know, the old way of doing business is the same, which is most companies are looking to drive people into their, into their email list, right? Um, 
this whole like, you know, I, I get it. Like, you know, you got the whole like conversational messaging and all that stuff. Like, I do think that that's somewhat of the future, but I don't think the old fashioned like email list is going away. That's, you know, where we see the highest conversions across all of our clients. Um, and that's it, never changed. It's just how do you strategically get somebody to want to like give you their information to be on your list so that you can kind of nurture them over time. And, you know, how do you target those people with your ads and what's your strategy around that? I mean, there's, there's so many, it's, it's, it's so complicated, but you, being one channel, there's just so many channels you have to be, be on now, like in order to uh, properly do marketing, but everything I think, um, especially from the B2B side, the SaaS side is how do we funnel mm. into our marketing channels and then how do we communicate it with them from a multi-channel approach moving forward so that we can drive them into the ultimate goal, which is, Hey, have a sales conversation with us. Sure. Um, and you mentioned something interesting just, just at the start there. It's it's more of an organic approach than traditional force kind of marketing techniques. So when, when we say that, are we comparing it to perhaps cold calling or are we comparing it to paid ads or Google ads, kind of um, more direct marketing, that kind of stuff? Um, is, is that what we mean, Jack, or is it, is it something else? Um, so... You know, the, you're doing all these different approaches these days, but I think the organic side of things is to say, hey, we now people now have information at their fingertips, which we all know this, right? And there's multiple competitors, but it's like who's building the best digital relationship with them? And there's two sides to that, right? One is who's building the best digital uh, relationship with them on the brand side, but now we've we've crossed over to on the personal side, right? So it's no longer just enough as a SaaS company for, I'll use that as an example, that sure. you just have a strong brand. Now you have to have strong people inside of the brand that have, have a brand that can touch people on a personal level from the digital perspective. And I think, you know, you're going to go over some numbers that Gardner just came out with. I think this is a tall tale sign is that you can no longer just be do brand marketing. There's got to be a, an element of brand marketing and personal marketing inside of your organization and the employees. You have to have a, a good balance of that to drive demand from the marketing side. Like it's just marketing is depending so much more on the people inside of the brand because it's just too expensive on the paid media side to get the results that you need. Just, uh, you know, trying to spend money. You can't, you can't pay your, you can't pay your way out of this anymore. It just doesn't sure. make sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on, on that note, just so I can understand it a bit more in my head and perhaps for people tuning in that aren't as familiar with demand generation, are we talking about things like webinars, Jack, which are quite often you see them, um, you see the people that are organizing them and you see also the guests kind of promoting them on social. And typically they tend to be more organic. So you can, of course, sign up for the webinar, put your name, maybe your company, maybe your email. And then as, as a result of that, you'll watch the webinar, maybe you'll get a recording. And then over time, you'll get drip fed various promotional emails from the sponsors and then you might sign up to something or book a demo or whatever the action they want to take. Is, is that the kind of thing we're talking about? Is it a bit different? Yeah, I think demand generation is a little bit different than traditional uh, lead generation, which is, hey, we're, we know that we're going to do this webinar. Yes, we're going to get people on the email list. We know they're not going to convert, right? The, the goal of this webinar is maybe just to get them introduced to the people inside of our brand to kind of show the value. Maybe it's a, you know, you're selling a sales engagement platform and you're going to talk about prospecting tips and you're going to have your VP of sales on there and somebody signs up. Well, you know, you're probably not going to convert them into, you know, 
you're not going to convert them into a demo at that point. But what you're doing is kind of getting people acquainted by using a value first strategy and using content because you know that it takes 10 to 17 touches, right? Before you can even get that person on the phone or get them to book a demo or whatever that may be. So demand generation is like the long game um, for companies when it comes to marketing, especially with higher uh, you know, deal sizes or bigger deal sizes. You have to give away a lot of content just to get people into your list to kind of nurture them to build that relationship with them over time. Got it. Okay, man. Um, yes. Yeah, SEO, so SEO plays a big piece of that. So like one of the um, ways that we measure some of our client success is how many people are actually Googling a brand, right? So if you're doing demand generation, right, the number of people that are Googling your company, that number should go up, right? It should help your SEO. So you can look on the back end to see, hey, is my demand generation working? Because not only should your lead flow go up, should your list growth go up, should your website traffic go up, but the number of search terms for your brand should go up and that should coincide with that as well. Okay. So we're saying it's, it's, it, am I right in saying that it's a mixture of building brand awareness and brand positioning as well as perhaps driving lead, leads and sales revenue? Is it all the above or is it just yeah. one, one or two? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all the components of marketing that lead up to somebody coming into your marketing list, then them going through from an MQL to an SQL to closed revenue, right? Demand generation is all the stuff in the beginning that gets you to that point. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's that's a lot clearer. Thanks, man. And is it measurable in that in that sense then? Is is there really something tangible where you can say, yeah, this lead came from our uh, our demand gen work? Or is it just, yeah, we think the demand gen's working. So yeah, the leads are coming, so we're doing okay. For the most part, yeah, you should be able to track everything. I mean, the technology's there, right? So if you're using Marketo or you're using um, you know, HubSpot and you're using all your UTM links and you're tracking everything properly, you have um, you know, dedicated landing pages for your paid media campaigns, for example. Yeah, you know, on the back end of Google Analytics and all of these uh, marketing platforms now, you should be able to track things pretty, you know, pretty accurately. Uh, most people just don't have the technology in place, though. And then there's a lot of other platforms, you know, like Terminus. Um, uh, oh, shoot, I'm having a mind blank right now. But there's, you know, multiple other platforms now that you should be using as well. Uh, to kind of track the attribution because the hardest part that we're we're in this really weird spot right now in marketing and as an agency we're we're kind of stuck in the spot is how do we give attribution or multi-touches right because if it takes seven to ten um, marketing touches for somebody to actually convert into a, a qualified mql or an sqr whatever that number is how do you cool. give marketing attribution and what happens because they might be touched in on you know, so on Facebook, then they might get touched on Twitter, then they might get touched in um, and add to the email list. They might have joined one webinar, not done anything for two months, come back and done another webinar. There's so many, you know, digital touches in the journey now. The technology is there. It's just really, really tough when it comes to the multi-attribution. Yeah, and I think that's that's one of the things, isn't it? Is sometimes this kind of stuff can't always be measured to the T because it could be that you're running a paid ads campaign, let's say, for example, Google Ads, but they might have gone through your Google Ads, they might have clicked away from the page, they might have come back and then clicked through back onto your site and you never quite know exactly what they've done to attribute that. So I, I do kind of get that note. Um, but moving this to a more tangible and actionable chat, um, if a business wants to get started on demand gen, Jack, and start generating kind of brand awareness, perhaps they're a fairly new startup company, they wanna yeah build up brand, 
um, let more people know about who they are, what they do, so their company becomes a more recognizable name. So like we say, over the more touch points, they can eventually start to drive leads and drive pipeline and revenue. What are some ways that we could get started if we're perhaps new to, to business, perhaps have a, a somewhat limited budget and experience? I mean, you just have to create content, right? I mean, it's, uh, you know, I mean, everybody talks about it. Gary Vee is probably the, you know, the famous one, right? Create more content, create more content, create more content. So, you know, what you're doing right now, right? I mean, I'm sure this costs you time, um, probably maybe the license of, of StreamYard and maybe a few contractors, but, you know, overall, this strategy that you're doing right now, which is streaming live and building your network on LinkedIn, along with kind of the other things that you're doing, right? Because this is one piece of the pie, right? You're going to do this live, then you're going to go and you're going to curate this a, a hundred different ways, put it on five more different channels. I mean, this is the new way of, of really building brand and demand. Now, imagine if you could get, you know, I don't know how big you guys are, but imagine if you could get, you know, five to 10 employees doing this and you could be figuring out a way, a content machine on how to curate, you know, five different podcasts or, you know, uh, five webinars a month and turn all that content into long form content where you're consistently just adding tons of value to your prospective uh, ICP. You know, this is the new way of doing business. I mean, there's no way around it. And salespeople, like Gardner said, you know, 80% of, I'm going to read, I want to read the, the quote. So Gardner says 80% of B2B sales interactions between suppliers and buyers will occur in digital channels by 2025. So, you know, if, if I'm in sales today, I'm thinking, how do I build my online reputation to get to the point where, you know, I can create content and start conversation from that content because that's the new way of marketing and that's what's what's happening. Now, the other aspect of that is how can I create conversation, get them into an email list, stay in front of them, start to do a multi-channel approach with paid ads so that I'm consistently in front of them, adding tons of value. And then at some point I'm going to ask them to do something, right? Which is to have an offline conversation or to you know, see the product, give their feedback, become a partner, whatever that CTA is, you're doing all these touches. And at some point now you've earned the right to ask them for their time. Hmm. Well, I love that. We've just meant, mentioned that Jack starting conversations from content. Um, anyone that follows myself know that I put out probably too much content. Like you say, we put out the podcast as well as a heck of a lot of LinkedIn stuff. Um, all the idea of building brand and I'm not going to lie, I, I want to generate leads. I want to grow the businesses. Um, I want to generate more, more sales revenue. That's, that's the bottom line of it. Um, and I'm sure a lot of businesses in the same boat. Um, but moving this to companies that have um, have staff, have sales reps, should they enable their, their reps to do exactly what we're doing now? So live podcasts, live content creation, all that kind of good stuff. Or is, is this a giant waste of their time? Or should they only have a small amount of day dedicated to actually creating content? And should the rest of their time be perhaps doing email, doing calls, following up with existing clients? Where, where, where is this piece in the puzzle? You know, that's what we're we're all trying to figure out right now. Um, is how do employees fit into the content marketing plan for an organization? As you get bigger, it gets harder and harder, right? You have more like legal, you know, battles and things of what can you say, what can you not say? But I think. We're getting into a weird spot right now, right? I mean, salespeople are not hitting quotas. Um, you know, like I said, I'm going to repeat this. Gardner says 80% of B2B sales interactions between suppliers and buyers will occur on digital channels. So, you know, you're fighting the noise on 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 social media. You're fighting the noise on all, you know, on email. And at some point, when do you start to support your employees to say, hey, we want you to be the, you know, we want you to interact and, and be the voice of, 
be your own voice so that you can give tons of value to the point where you can actually earn all of these targeted sales conversations. I mean, one of the smartest, and, and I'm not the only one to say this, I know that there's multiple people, but we have multiple clients that use their podcasts as a way to add value to people before, you know, and build the relationship before they actually ask them for the sale. There's salespeople doing that and having tons of success. I think that's the future, right? Maybe it's not podcasting, but it's something. It's so, how do we create content with other people to make them look good, to kind of add value and get to the point where we can start the relationship and then earn the right to ask them for something. And just begging people to buy, which is the modern way of selling for SDRs right now, right? Is like begging people you don't know for their time and for their money is just, it's not a good strategy. And there's so many other ways to go about it. It's just how our company's gonna embrace their employees from a marketing standpoint, right? So that they can actually drive more sales. I think that's the problem is they're not looking at it. They're looking at their salespeople as, I just want, I need them selling all the time. And I don't have the answer to that, right? I'm not, uh, that's not my area of expertise to fix, but I do think if, if companies aren't, don't figure out how to get their employees in the mix, they're gonna be, they're gonna be overrun by the ones that do. And in my, from my perspective, that's the ideal position really. If you can create content that doesn't necessarily take that much time to build, to put out, to produce and be consistent with on an almost daily basis, and that's generating sales conversations for you, whereby you don't need to waste more time on the phone you don't need to do as much cold outreach because you've got a pipeline of inbound opportunities steadily coming through. Yes, you might need to keep the cold outreach going for a while whilst that pipeline builds up. That's the ideal ideal scenario, right? For any sales rep, for any business, any organization. Yeah, 100%. I think, I, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I think there, there's a battle going on um, right now with the whole personal idea of personal branding with larger organizations and people trying to go out on their own and it hasn't worked out. I've been one of them. I mean, I was at Acton for uh, four or five years or I don't know, yeah, four years. And, you know, I started to build a big personal brand there and lots of people didn't like that. Right. And that was one of the main reasons I left and we kind of came over with uh, my business partner now and started this is, you know, to have your own voice inside of a, a company is it's a struggle because marketing wants to control what you say and what you do. And in most times marketing is the reason that you're not having a lot of success because they are so disconnected from being uh, personal on a one-to-one -one basis with all the people that you need to get into your pipeline. Um, and they're not, you know, they're not supporting salespeople. They're actually hurting them by the, some of the stuff they're putting out. That's uh, you know, that's the battle. Yeah, it's, it's always a tough one. We had Justin Michael on, on the show um, a few weeks back and we were talking about cold email and he said the best way to deal with your marketing team is to ask forgiveness later. So uh, just do what you want. And then when you get the leads from it, just just say sorry, guys, but it actually worked, which uh, I, I kind of agree with. If you've got those strict, strict things in marketing and saying basically don't do this, if it gets results, then why is it an issue? That's my perspective anyway. Um, Anyway, back to that stat. So yeah, Gartner, like you say, is saying 8% of B2B sales interactions are going to move digital um, for suppliers and buyers by 2025. Do you think that's that's on point, Jack, or do you think it's going to be a bit sooner, a bit later? Or um... I think it's already happening. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's this is this is it. Like, how do you? The the problem with the world today is that technology has saturated the market. So like there's, you know, a hundred technologies to do this, to fix this one problem. And so, you know, to, 
and most of the executives that you're reaching out to, they're, they're getting smarter with how they buy. So they're buying in groups, which we all know. Um, but they're doing tons more research and they're not just reaching out and booking a demo to book a demo, right? Like it used to be like, Hey, I just want to see what's out there. We're, we're way past that point. Now it's, Hey, I have a business problem. Okay. I'm going to go do my research. I'm going to go to G2. I'm going to go to Captera, And then I'm going to narrow this down to three vendors and I'm going to reach out to them. You're no longer getting to be people the way that you used to. And I mean, we're seeing this with all of our clients. You're no longer getting to people without having a good brand and being the, one of the three to five choices that they've narrowed down to before they start the demo process. So you have to do all of your due diligence to get in front of people six months to a year before they even know they're ready to buy your product so that they're at least understand who you are, what you do, and that you'll put yourself into the buying decision process. Because that's where a lot of companies are going wrong is they're coming in and just sending cold emails. They're doing all the things wrong that other companies are doing right and they're not even getting into the decision making process so that's where we're we're helping our clients is to say hey let's get you in six months before let's get you a year into the in front of these people because you've got a lot of work to do before they even know that they want your product and when they get to that decision making time you have to be there you have to be in the conversation you'll be too late if you you know come in right when they're starting to to make those decisions and the other thing is if you don't have the the reputation um, online, you're already dead in the first place. And you know, that's why so many people are investing in G2 and all these other. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting, I mean, we, we see a lot as well, that all those channels come into play, whether it's, they found you through SEO through their Google search or a paid ad, or whether they've signed up to a webinar, seen you on social media, all those pay, pay a factor finding you. And then like you say, buyers are going to do their research, whether it's some kind of review site, they're going to check you out, make sure you're credible, make sure you've got the testimonials, make sure you've got the reviews and all that good stuff. And then they'll reach out to you. So like you say, they've done a heck of a lot of research before they get to the point of actually getting in touch, booking that demo. Um, and if, yeah, if you're not, if you're not investing in the digital channels, you're, you're essentially missing out, I guess. And is what you're saying there, Jack, if you're, if you're st sticking to traditional methods like email sequences, cold outreach, cold calling, are you missing out on that? Because by the time you get in touch with them, they've probably already too far along their buying journey. Yeah, I know. And in some cases you pissed them off because you've over communicated with them. Um, you've only begged them and asked them for their time and money. You've never given enough true, uh, you know, you haven't done any kind of digital relationship building. You haven't, you know, fed them content that made them better at their job or made them better personally and professionally. You haven't done anything to, for them to say, Hey, you know, you deserve to be in this process. The only way you're going to automatically be in is to be one of the top three, you know, technologies in your space, right? If you already have a big brand, you already have the big name, you're probably going to, and you already have all the, you know, the reviews. Great. You're working for a company like Salesforce, for example, that you probably, you know, you're probably not going to have to work as hard, but when you're in these small, tiny startups or you're in a, you know, a growing SaaS company that's going from a hundred customers to, to a thousand, you're still at the bottom of the ring that no, most people that don't, don't know who you are. You're not in the top three to top five. You're automatically out if you haven't started to put yourself out there in front of them, feed them information, feed them content that kind of helps them to understand what you do, why they need you, what you know, maybe even identify a business problem that they have. And you haven't done that for the first six months leading up to the point where they're like, hey, we need to buy this solution. Like you're dead. You're not going to get in. It's just the way it is. And the data shows that. 
Yep, and um, I think think I agree with you there, man. Um, especially with what we were discussing off air, with social platforms in the B two B space like LinkedIn having killed the organic reach. I was just moaning to you before we hit record that all my videos have have been almost killed to the death, and um, views are just massively massively down. And personally, I think they're going to go to a pay to play platform very very soon. Oh yeah, it's it's the model of Facebook, right? It's a uh, get a bunch of people on here, let's get them all fired up and. <laughs> and then you know, and then uh, let's pull back, let's pull back everything that we gave to him for free, and let's charge. Yeah. And this is this is where you know it gets kind of demoralizing, right? I mean, we have brands that have spent a lot of time on Twitter, right? And then you know, Twitter is getting really tough. It used to be a great for brand, you know, driving traffic, having conversations, brand awareness. I think. Twitter is really only good for you know delivering content now. It's not what it used to be from a marketing perspective. Then you have um, Facebook, which is almost impossible. You have to pay to play on Facebook now, right? You're, you're taking away organic reach. LinkedIn's next. Now we'll have a new platforms that'll pop up, um, you know, like TikTok, where they give you a million views on everything. Which, you know, if you're a B two B, I'm not even suggesting you should be there. But you know, there are that that's the new platform that gives you free views, and they'll pull that back, and you know, then there'll be a new one. So. It's kind of just keeping up with the times, understanding where you should be and being smart about it. That's why it's so important for your employee, you to start to think about the employee engagement strategy on how do you get your, your employees involved because they're going to pull back the reach from a brand perspective and you need your employees because you need more reach and spread without having to pay for it because mm. it's too expensive now. You can't, you know, companies can't afford it. I mean, we're talking opportunity costs are just a you know on LinkedIn we have some clients that are paying three hundred four hundred dollars just to create an opportunity, which you know if which is a lot of money right or to create an SQL which you know an SQL you know how many do you close right I guess that's the question but it's sure it's expensive the keywords yeah. are like buying a Lamborghini now for for <laughs> IT companies for sales yeah. tech. I mean, there's no doubt that LinkedIn ads are pricey and I, I wouldn't be too surprised if they soon put a fee on boosting your own posts, just like Facebook. So like we're saying, the, the organic post reach, it used to be awesome. So it used to be almost too good. You could put out a LinkedIn post, easily get like 50K plus views and perhaps get a couple of leads from that post itself. Obviously, now that's been hammered and like we said, the video reach has gone down. So on that note, what do you think the, the future of social selling is going to look like, Jack? Is it just a case of we need to be wary of where our ideal customers are sitting on and just get on those platforms as quick as we can and start producing decent content. We know that they're, that's going to resonate with them, answer their questions and solve their problems. Or is it a case of we're going to have to pay to play on a few of them and even things out? Or what are your thoughts on that? So I used to practice what I preach on this and I started to suck on that because we, you know, once you start to build a company and your priorities go other places, but I still, you know, I believe that you have to be creating content and you have to be curating it. I mean, it's all about curation now, right? It's like you make one 30 minute podcast, how many pieces of content can you put out? And you're less worried about having thousand views. You're more worried about having the right views, right? Rather have a hundred views with people that I could potentially do business with in the future than have a thousand views. Because the thing about LinkedIn is I've had posts that have had a million views but how many sales conversations have they driven how much you know so you if you want it there's tons of ways you can get something to, do, to go viral if that's what your your goal is but how do you get somebody to actually take action that's where salespeople are struggling right it's like right now on linkedin they're getting real excited about likes and 
comments and but it's a bunch of people that can't buy right i mean there's a big problem going on on linkedin right now is like sales trainers and you know sales and the same people are commenting on each other's posts well that's great it looks good it probably makes you feel good for a couple seconds but that's not actually going to drive demand to your business and i think that's where we have to talk to clients to say listen it's not about gaming the system right i mean you can go to limpod right now limpod.com and you can buy likes like a lot of sales a lot of these gurus that you see on linkedin that's what they're doing right they're buying likes um they, they're in pods so they're gaming the system they've got it figured out but how much business is it driving for these people right that's the real question you know most of them will lie to you but you can't just spend your time on linkedin wanting thousands of views and thousands of connections you've got to really get strategic especially on the brand side and um, if you're in sales you can't waste your time <laughs> worry about likes and comments you got to think about how am i you know how am i building an, uh, a targeted network and how is that going to help me eventually hit quota and, and and drive revenue for my company couldn't agree more i mean that's that's what it's about isn't it there's um I'm, I'm with you i mean all, all these pods and the like are absolute bs i mean i made the mistake maybe a couple of years years ago when i was just trying to create content that everyone liked and then I realized if I could hone it into what we actually do, so web choice, digital marketing, help businesses get more clients, if I could gear it towards the problems we solve, the conversations we're having, questions I commonly get answered, yes, I might get less views, but the people that get in touch with me actually want help. I'm not yeah. just trying to put, in, put out content that appeals to everyone because I couldn't care about everyone. I want to help. This might sound a bit selfish, but ultimately as a business owner, as a sales professional, you want to drive leads, you want to drive pipeline, you want to get, get more commissions. Um, so put out content that's relevant to what you're doing, that's helpful for people, and you're exactly. going to see a lot more success. And, and you see too many people putting out, they're just bullshitting the LinkedIn algorithm, telling you some stupid story. I call it broetry. Stuff is just garbage, and it, it's sad that that's where we're at on LinkedIn. I think that's going to be the demise of LinkedIn. You know, there's a lot of, you know, that's the pushback with a, that I get from a lot of, true executives on LinkedIn is, you know, there's a bunch of people on there that are telling stories that, you know, have no, the real, they just don't have the real job experience that people can't take them serious. So you do have to start to get really, you have to be more strategic on LinkedIn, put out less content, put out more quality content, put out targeted content and really think through the value of the content you're putting out. Don't just put it out to get likes and, and shares and comments because, you know, you can copy and I, I mean, you're seeing it. People are copying and pasting the same stories, changing things up a little bit just to get viral. And it's just, it's not a good strategy. It's not going to, you're not going to win on LinkedIn long-term doing that. Agreed. Jack, look, it's been a pleasure, man. Um, do want to ask you if you could recommend or pick just one digital channel of choice to grow a business from, what would be your channel of choice? I would grow my email list. <laughs> um, you know, obviously you have to do other channels. I, you know, I personally, it depends, but you know, I'm going to be on a popular opinion right now. I love Facebook <laughs> on a personal level. I drive a lot of business through Facebook. Um, I know right now probably is not the best time right now because of the political stuff, but you know, I've LinkedIn, you know, has always been great to me, but um, Facebook has been even better for be generating new business. Fair play, man. If that works for you, that's the one. Well, Jack, thanks once again for coming on. Um, please do tell us a bit more about how people can learn from you, how people can connect with yourself, anything you'd like to promote, and the best way to get in touch. Yeah, so um, you can connect me on LinkedIn. Um, I'd love to uh, you know, hear.
hear from you if you have questions or whatever um, about your demand generation you know, strategy. Always down to jump on a call. And uh, yeah, you can check out my site, jackkozakowski.com uh, or creationagency.com. Nice one, Jack. Thanks very much, dude. Thank you. And if you enjoyed the show, be sure to search Sam's Business Growth Show on your podcast channel of choice. We interview two business leaders each and every week to find out their actionable tips to grow your business, grow your sales, and make best use of digital marketing. Thanks very much for tuning in. Are you tired of constantly hunting for new customers? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities, all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending lots of money on advertising, but your website is failing to convert all of your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of new customers. If you'd like to learn more about our unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you, connect with Sam Dunning on LinkedIn or book a free 20-minute consultation via webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Subscribe today for more digital marketing, sales and business growth tips from the experts.